This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe Masterclass Series on the Marvel Cinematic Universe where we make sure that we make the best of the Marvel Cinematic Movies in all their magic. Marvel magic. Marvel magic. Damn, I fucked it up. You need to get one more Marvel in Take there. two. <laughs> Wheels don't fail me now. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Marvel's all about alliteration, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yep, yep. Peter Parker. Iron Man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thor. <laughs> yeah, Thor. Black the Hulk. Panther. <laughs> I think I think Peter Parker was the only one. <laughs> no, there's tons of them, man. Come on, come on. Uh, which is also what I use as an insult to people's mouths sometimes. I call that their Peter yeah. Parker. <laughs> Peter Parker. Or that Thor, that, that god from space that doesn't have to take an Advil after a fight. <laughs> That's yep. the best yep. line in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's about the only line of this movie. We're oh, about, you better stop. We might be you talking about stop. the black sheep of this uh, franchise. This uh-huh. is uh, this is behind the scenes. We just started recording this episode, but we've been talking about this movie for about the past 20 minutes. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. heated, and it got heated. Heated. Yeah. Dissension. Like, it's it's Definitely crazy. Po- it's a polarizing movie in the, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Definitely. It's a- We're going to get into it, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so what, what's uh, what's going on, guys? I'll tell you what's new with me. Um, I just finished a bunch of commissions, a bunch of art stuff. I feel really light. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's always that's a good feeling when you're done yeah, with a bunch. When yeah, you cross I get stuff it. off the list, man. It just like yep. psychologically something happens. And yeah. and I I've been in a little bit of a funk creatively, so it's it's just nice to like get in a different headspace. It's yeah, uh, it's just a great feeling, man. Heck yeah. uh, that's very cool i got a new guitar yeah and uh it's another one of those like cheap sleeper guitars but mm-hmm. it's it's like it's completely unfair like this isn't like it used to be where you buy a cheap guitar and you know what you're gonna get and it's usually pretty substandard you got to do a lot of work to you yeah, know yeah. just to get it to where you need it it's just different now like it's just it's weird <sighs> yeah it's like the twilight zone man like it's a really cool time to be up and coming and and learning guitar because you can just go out and get something for a couple hundred bucks oh absolutely yeah. i mean i've talked Crazy. about it even you talking about this that pink harley benton yeah. on the wall oh that my god plays yeah. like a dream Are you I, kidding me for 156 dollars i mean back in the day fuck. cheap guitars the problem i always had was the necks like the necks were just so shitty they were yeah. super glossy yeah. the fret ends were not cut and you'd like chop your hands to shreds right. 100%. No, exactly. And the funny thing is, I, I've heard that since I got back into guitar in 2017, right? That's all, what I always heard about the cheap guitars, like front ends, front ends, front ends. 
I've never gotten a cheap guitar that I've cut myself on once. Like it, 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 all the Squires and the Epiphones and even this Harley Benton. It, it's they're smooth just, as silk. I, I it, it is it's so a, it is a different world. It is a yeah. different world. It makes you wonder why you should spend that much money on a on an expense. Listen, I can you understand know, that too. Though. The crazy like, part for, though is the cheap guitar now you used to be able to get Mexican fenders for. No, I, no. I know exactly. You're right. You're right. The price structure has changed. Jordan. Yeah, 100%. like I remember when I was in like high school, I can get a Mexican fender for like two hundred bucks. Yeah. Now now yeah, it's we like six hundred for the base base model. Oh, the just, very base model. Yeah. New. Yeah. Yeah. I was just having a conversation with my wife about this when we were in high school. I think that um, that first Fender um, signature series, the Tom DeLonge one, came out. Oh yeah, and it, you know with the uh, the one Invader pickup. Yep, and they they were like four hundred bucks. You know what they're the going time. for now? <laughs> so, like it's stupid. I do because I, I looked it, it up. It is I was like, Jesus stupid. Christ. Like yeah. for that guitar, and at that at the time that was too expensive. Like that was out of reach for yeah for me and for everybody I knew. It was like four hundred bucks. Like Jesus Christ, man. Um. Yeah. Just you, you could find those things on a reverb now for, in the thousands of dollars. Like yep. it's mm-hmm. well, it's like my Jag Sting. When I bought it yeah. new, it was like six hundred and ninety four or ninety five money, and now wow. it's right. they're worth like twelve to fifteen hundred for originals. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, they, crazy. they did a reissue, but the reissues are nowhere near as good. And they're Mexican versus Japanese. The one I have is Japanese. Yeah, you okay. can't touch those okay. Japanese. Definitely. Yeah. So, Japanese yeah, just, fenders are awesome. Yeah, they they truly are, man. You you tell the difference right away when you pick one up. Um, but yeah, I got this guitar, you know, and uh, usually like you have to set it up and get it to the point where this is out of the box. So already I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, this is mm-hmm. this is nuts, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely um, crazy. The uh, the guitar center here has a guitar. I really want to go get it to use right now. It's the it's the Jim Adkins Telecaster, um, the white one with the F hole, um, and it. it's okay, like it's yeah. kind of oh, like a thing like with yeah. P nineties. Yes, but it's, it's I didn't realize it's a fi- it's not a bolt on. It's like a, a fixed neck, um, really? and everything. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a good it's uh, the guy from Jimmy Eat World his his signature model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I want one like, and they have one there, oh, and it plays cool. so nice. It sounds great. They're asking nice. like eight hundred for it though. But my buddy works. So I'm gonna see if I can get him like cut it. Like down a little yeah. more. There you go. With a discount. Like yeah. I haven't bought anything used from Guitar Center. Is there wiggle room? Like, do they ever yeah, haggle yeah. or they can? They do. Okay. If especially yeah. if you're friends with them, they'll cut you. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got some good deals there before. I'll say that. But I really want That's that one, cool. and it's it's sweet. Yeah, nice. if it's up on the used wall, usually, I I think that that's where I got my Melody Maker, the 07. I forget what they were asking for, but it was way too much. Like way yeah. way too much, and I was like, eh, I'll give you. I don't know. I just looked on Reverb and I was like, give you fifty dollars less than this, and they're like, yeah, just take it. Yeah, Nobody wants these. Things. I could probably get it around six hundred if I, you know, okay, grease the wheels. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, there you go. Yes, of course we know. Yes, you got to do what you got to do, man. I can't get my tongue in fucking hand right. Right. Yeah. There you go. I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm not good at that. Can one of you teach me? <laughs> So you can't uh, pat your head and rub your tummy. Yeah. We don't <laughs> talk about Bruno. No, no, no. <laughs> we did before. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Kirk. 
Sorry, I had to sneeze. <laughs> What's new with you, Doug? What's new with me? I think I already mentioned this on the last episode that everything that is new with me is Vegas related because I'm now 50 days away. So last night we bought uh, show tickets for two shows. And this is new for us because these are two shows that we have not seen. So we're very excited because in all of our visits, well, obviously, except for the first visit, um, we've been like repeating shows because they're they're in the reward pack that we we always shoot for. So we've seen these few shows multiple, multiple times and they're well worth it. They're Cirque du Soleil shows and the one the Beatles love show is like the best show ever. Yeah. But um, we decided not to see that this time. We're seeing two new shows and um, we're very excited about it. So so our uh, our trip, while it's been concrete for a while, is now the the itinerary is filling up. We booked a couple of um, a couple of reservations at some restaurants. Um, one that we love. There's a restaurant at the Paris Hotel, so it's right underneath their like half scale Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and they have outdoor seating and they have the best breakfast in Vegas, like for the price. So we're having breakfast there. And then we are eating our first meal at a proper Vegas steakhouse. Uh, this one's off the strip, but it's got a great, great uh, reviews. What makes it Carver. proper? Um, that you go there planning to spend three hundred dollars on the That's proper. That's proper. Because you a got proper, a proper you got steakhouse fucked is properly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. A proper steakhouse is where you have to pay for the steak and the sides separately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All yeah. Oh, cart. God damn it. Exactly. Proper and fucks. We've, we've never done that, but this time because you know the kids are grown and you know we we can go on this vacation with a lot less stress um and budget we are we are doing our state first like proper steakhouse so we're excited about that so anyway yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna keep talking about vegas folks you guys are gonna understand my obsession with that place have you ever seen the uh, penn and teller show in vegas i have not um i don't know that it's running anymore because it's it played in a hotel that is all way off the strip and not that great so i had no reason to go there um, I love those guys and I would love to see them, but it just hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been something we've done. We, we are, we are creatures of habit. So like we have our routines. So yeah. especially <laughs> even though we went to Vegas born, we tried new things with every visit. It we're still creatures of habit. Like we do this, 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 and this, in this order. I got you. Know? So it's like, we haven't done that. And you know, it's a shame because we, we do dig those guys. Yeah, I would. I would like to see him. At, what is it like at the Reno or something like that? Rio, Rio. Yeah, and that hotel is frighteningly like it's. <laughs> it's about to be sold. I really hope Duran Duran is the house band there. Duran at the Rio, that'd <laughs> yeah. be pretty cool. You'd probably, you could probably get them really cheap. Actually, I don't know, Duran. man. Duran Duran is still a pretty decent size. Although deal. they are, they they are. I mean, they That's literally played New Year's point. Eve with a. They were like the band who played most of like the rock and New Year's Eve this year. That's true. No, no, they they still got it. They they definitely still got it. They're a band that I hated when they came out, but I dig them now. You know, they have one of just because it was like best a, a bass law players. That, what's that? Their bass player is insanely good. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. When you listen to their songs, listen for the bass lines. Like, no, that's true. Damn. You know what? Even thinking about the songs, I totally get what you're saying. You know, and again, yeah. it's a band that I probably should have loved when they were out. I mean, I, I that was my prime music time. 
But you know, I, I as a as a rocker, I was forbidden from liking tarantulas. Yeah, you can't like Get the hell out of here. The girls like them, and you know, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, Joe, that's what's new with me. What about nice. you, Joe? Uh, I'm getting ready to go to Orlando for a week. Hopefully, uh, talk Eric into coming and uh, meet me at Universal. What? So why you never do that? Like this is a special occasion. What's this, what's I the know. occasion? <laughs> well, I'm gonna be there for the whole week. Um, also, I, I do okay. try sometimes to meet up with Eric, and then Eric sometimes sometimes meet up. With him, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes it no, doesn't it's work. it's not always easy. You know, you know schedules and busyness. We get it. We understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, things yeah. happen. Now, well, are you cool. are you set on Universal the whole week? Well, are I'm going to, to Disney the first four days for sure. Okay. Okay. And I can't go there. Yeah, my sons. <laughs> my sons have the uh, the. I got them four day passes for Disney. So, okay. And I have an annual pass, but so like after the fourth day, it's gonna be Universal rest because that's all we have passes for for them. Yeah. Right. I got. Well, you. what were you thinking? No, I was just I was just asking if you were able to venture outside of the theme parks, you know, to like a little watering hole or something. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, I just got the boys with me. He's just gonna bring them. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's first beer with Uncle <laughs> Uncle Eric. <laughs> I can't take them for Chipotle though. Shots, shots, shots. No, no, I can't do that. Gonna have diarrhea all over the place if that's the case. I was gonna say that's that should be a law that you can't take them. <laughs> we had we had one open up in May and I haven't been there in my really? time. I thought you went to no. one recently. The no, port- not Chipotle. The, yeah. the Portuguese Chipotle. <laughs> Actually, Portuguese fucking barbecue places are the shit. Those are, things are, are great. Oh man, they're second only to Brazilian barbecue yeah, places. Yeah, man. They, yeah. They, they. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on, <laughs> no, I understand. No, but they're, they're, Port- the style Brazilian people are Portuguese. The, the style is somewhat is somewhat different, but uh, yeah, Portuguese barbecue places are just sick. They are just, oh uh, yeah, yes, they're definitely worth the visit. Burasco. Was the last time you went to a good Brazilian steakhouse where you have to flip over the little card and they keep bringing you meat? <laughs> I was going to say, we uh, went together. And it wasn't Orlando, good. Joe and I in Orlando. And, it was oh, okay. No. It was, was not terrible, right? but it wasn't the best. Oh, no, it wasn't the best. It was one of the cheap ones right across the street. It was by the hotel. Oh. It was right across from the, um, the hotel, the Aventi Palm. You got one of those like twelve ninety five all you can eat Brazilian. Yeah, it was like seventeen ninety. No, I think we I think Joe and I, because we went full bore, we paid yeah. twenty four ninety nine. Oh with the regular version. Because they, they explained the regular version to us. They let us go up and examine it. And both Joe and I are like, no, we gotta go all in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what the best access to the salad. You know what bar, the best you know? meat they served yeah. was? The roasted pineapple. <laughs> The roasted pineapple was delicious. Was it wasn't bad. Listen, for the money, for the money, it wasn't bad. We didn't get sick from the food. No, no. And we and they oh, we were ate really, a lot. really nice. Like the wait staff was yeah. fantastic. They were on you every two seconds to make sure you had everything you needed. So I mean, for the money, it, it was a cool experience. Well, was it the best? Not even close, but you know, yeah. it was a cool experience. We did eat a lot though. We did. <laughs> we ate an awful fucking lot. That was the yeah. old me too, who just like that was the yep. until you 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 want to die. That's pretty moment. much yeah. it. Yeah. Then I went back to the yeah, room yeah. And, and passed out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yep. like fun. Maybe we can find a, a twelve dollar churrasco one year in Orlando. <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm that sure they're, I'm sure they exist. They're probably on iDrive somewhere. 
Oh, but like oh, the yeah, shitty. That's where this one was the shitty end of I Drive, not the good end. No, yeah. no. Yep. Guys, we gotta we gotta talk about a movie. Speaking of the you shitty do. ends of spectrums. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Inconceivable. Inconceivable and unbelievable. I love this movie, man. I'm and ungratitudable. <laughs> this just reinforced it. Well. Ungratitudable, baby. Still got it written down. It's a word for just surprising. I forgot to name the episode that. Oh, that should have been you're right. That should have been the, the name of that episode. Yeah, I just called it, I, I just listen. called it the Portuguese tricycle. <laughs> you did you motherfucker that's what you get for not Ooh. listening to the episodes <laughs> you, i know that but you mo- i don't listen to anything i know <laughs> like dude mine. you son of a bitch <laughs> like mine <laughs> we gotta kill like mine we gotta keep that low man <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> no, we're not talking about anything i, said, I, said, I don't know up. what you're talking about <laughs> thank you okay all yeah. right all right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that now, you son of a bitch. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I am blushing like a motherfucker. <laughs> Chipotle. That's funny. Oh, my God. Okay, then. So, All right. uh, this shitty fucking movie. <laughs> no, yeah. shut up. You shut up. Listen, we're here to talk about. Look, this is the, the last moment maligned- of happiness I had. <laughs> The unfairly maligned Black Widow. Ugh, my yes. God. Uh, okay. Stay, you know what? Calm down. You're going to make throwing up noises? Yeah. You're it's a not child. that bad. Come You're on. Dark World was worse than that. Oh, and you didn't 100%. do it for that. Which one? Dark Thor, World. Dark oh, World. I like Dark World. Fucking Love and Thunder was worse than this. No, <laughs> Thor 1 was pretty shitty. <laughs> no, Thor 1 was a... Oh, no. Was Love and Thunder awkward. is... Is way better than this. It's not good, but it's way it's, better than this. It's not way better. Oh yeah, no, it's not way better. Yeah, because the thing about Love and Thunder is, Love and Thunder is like a roller coaster. It has its highs and its lows, but those highs the, are so much higher. The lows mm. are the lows are so much lower. Yeah, but you can't you can't really taste sweet until you know what bitter is. Okay. No, see, Thor: Love and Thunder is like listening to my son tell the same joke over and over and over again. <laughs> it's true. And it wasn't that funny. The hold first on, time. hold on. He Very thinks true. it's the greatest thing Guys, ever. Guys, one true. in fourteen million. <laughs> exactly. Hey, listen. On a separate note, you just reminded me, Joe. If you don't do Vanilla Sky soon, I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm just mm-hmm. laying it out there for you. One of us should soon. I love that movie. Me too. Um, but I know it's on your list, and I'm not gonna steal your. You, you can have it or your love. I think you do better at it me than me, anyways. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So that might be next on my list after Big Trouble Little Child. I will gift that one to you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Wheels. I haven't seen it in a long time. Don't fail me now. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, Eric, we were recording Just Surprise Me, and we were between Uh episodes, and Doug was taking a sip of his beer, and I yelled, Wheels, don't fail me, and he almost (laughs) spit it across the room. But here, you want to, and I think I told this story real quick on Just Surprise Me, but Eric, you weren't there, of course. Um, after I after we recorded that episode, I was talking to my son Dan, my youngest son Dan, and I mentioned that we did Skateboard Kid last night. And he goes, "Is that the movie with the Dom DeLuise talking skateboard?" So I'm just I'm laying that out there because that's how I raised my kids. Yeah, my fucking father. kids, my 24 yeah. year old kid knew exactly what I was talking about, and he's seen clips from that movie. Like, so it's out there. It is in the, it's in the ether, and yeah. and and people, even the younger folks, have have seen it or know of it. And and understand 
you know, what it is. So that's pretty cool. That gives me hope for yep. future generations. man. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, we're going to get into this movie, Black Widow. We're going to jump into the story and figure out why Joe hates it so much or why I love it so much. Because it's boring. And why Doug likes it. Exactly. Because that's it's the way, boring that's and they perfect, released it at the wrong time. There's my answer. The perfect phrasing. All right. Um, in 1995, young Natasha Romanoff and Elena Blova are whisked away by their surrogate parents, Alexei Shostak- Shostakov. Wow, Russian is hard, man. Shostakov. Shostakov. Originally Russia's, we don't know this yet, but this is a wonderful character. Yeah. Red Guardian, um, Russia's version of Captain America, and a former Black Widow uh, by the name of Melina Vostokov from their home in Ohio. Um, as their mission ends, Romanov and Belova are put through the Red Room for further training. So this is, there's a lot to unpack in, in this beginning here. Yeah. Um, that's very condensed, but what you get is a typical American family, uh, two sisters, a mom and a dad live in Ohio. Dad comes home and something's wrong. Something's off. Um, and you get the sense that they are not who they are purporting to be. And they're like these sort of deep cover agents, these Russian agents and the action just, I mean, it was a beautiful opening to this movie, man. Like it's very tense. It's very yes. intense. Um, and all of that leads to them escaping America, going back to, they call it the red room in, in their home country. And that's when you learn that the whole thing was just a deep cover operation. This guy, he's yeah, not their dad. This is the end of the FX show, the Americans. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One of and the best shows ever made. That was a really good show. That was well, a good it's, show. It's in my top 10 of favorite shows ever. I saw nice. the daughter from that and something else recently. Yeah, she's mm. been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, she was in, uh, oh, crap. Was she in Big Love, too? Oh, Manifest. Manifest. That's manifest. what it was. Manifest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a show that went south really fast. I know. I didn't watch the new season. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. it. It was so good, and then it turned to shit. Ever it, since he touched the plane oh. wing, I stopped watching it. Yes, exactly. Me too, Joe. That, that was, was like exactly the moment. I was I like, stopped. okay, I'm done. Yes. I'm out. I'm like, oh, God, this is, yeah, this is getting too hokey for me. Oh, but anyway, no. but Eric, I agree with you. I thought that the, the opening sequence was like, again, off air, I talked about the fact that I think this is a rock solid spy movie with a with a little sprinkling of superhero-ness in it. Mm-hmm. But it's a it it is it is up there with any spy movie, action movie you want to see, uh not counting like the Bourne movies, because they're yeah. they're on the next level. But like I'll match it up with fucking uh with with uh Mission Impossible and any spy movie like that. I thought the action sequence, the story, all of it was cool. Oh, totally. And it, and like any good comic book movie, there's an emotional core here too. You really feel for these kids. They have no idea that this is right. not their real family. It's it's fucking heart shattering. Yep. Yep. Oh, and when the you know when they when they finally get to the airfield and they're you know, they're in the plane, the, the ladies and the girls are in the plane and, and you know, Red Guardian flips over that trailer. Yeah. Like yeah. that's where you get yeah, that yeah. superhero sprinkling in there. I'm like, that's yeah, just yeah. Such a great reveal. Here's here's yeah. a spoiler. He's the only person in this movie I really like. Well, I know that. Yeah. We, yes. we, I, kind of I do figured. like the old Suburbans they're driving around in. They're kind of cool. Those are yes. cool. In this go. sequence, too, um, they're, who they thought was their mother, um, 
Melina, Melina, sorry. Uh, Mm. She gets shot and we assume that she dies. Yes. She's carried off, but she don't look good. Yeah. All right. So uh, we now flash forward 21 years later, following the battle between the Avengers at Leipzig uh, Halle Airport in Germany. Romanoff is a fugitive from the government for violating the Sokovia Accords. Uh, She escapes from the U.S. Secretary of State, Thaddeus Ross, and his alpha team, uh, fleeing to a safe house in Norway. Um, She reunites with her contact, Rick Mason. Um, We flash then to uh, Morocco, where Belova is still working for the Red Room. Um, She is in a battle and uh, ends up killing a, a fellow Red Roomer, Oksana. Uh, who's a former Black Widow? They're trying to chase her down, uh, only to come in contact come in contact with a substance called the red dust. Uh, this red dust, this mist, not the red mist, not to be mistaken, guys. Too. <laughs> it's called red tide down here. And re- oh yeah, that's true. We have that up here too. We actually do have red tide up here. Uh, but anyway. Uh, the red dust that she inhales removes the red room's control over her. So she sees the error of her ways and she's immediately out and labeled a, uh, a traitor. Uh, she sends this, she, she takes the package that has all the rest of the uh, red dust uh, vials in it and sends that to her sister Natasha's safe house in the hopes that she will return to help her. You're up, Joe. Uh, no, we're going to talk about it a little bit because they. This, oh, sorry. These are very condensed notes. <laughs> like, yeah. So they they pack a lot into a little bit of space. Yeah, here. they do. They do. Um. Yeah. Again, this all of the stuff that you want out of an action. That there's this movie's a love letter to a lot of things, but it's definitely their their spy movie, right? Yes. And these fight sequences are very frenetic. And you mentioned Born the camera work is, is pretty much the same like that. Oh, very much style. So. Very much so. Yeah. That yeah. all worked for me, man. And it, I mean, that's a nod to Natasha's character, you know I mean? Cause that's what she is. You, you, I mean, Joe, Joe has labeled her the most boring Avenger. No, no. Second most boring. It, it, who's, who's the first the Hawkeye? Boring? Yeah. Hawkeye, but his show was no, fun. Fuck that. His show was more fun though. <laughs> okay. But I think that just as it, it's the perfect nod and and we also talked about when it got <clears> released <throat> and why it got released when it did and blah 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 it is this movie is both an origin story and a send-off to natasha mm-hmm. that's what this is it was a send-off to her because they knew that she was getting killed in endgame and i mean in when did she get killed before this movie came out which is my biggest beef with this I entire fucking movie but- uh, what am I going to say about suspended disbelief, Joe? Yeah, There's plenty the- of movies and TV shows that come out where we know the character's going to survive and you just got to roll with it. I understand it's a little anticlimactic and I get where you're coming from because there are some TV shows and now I can't remember any of them that I get frustrated with the fact that you're right. I know going in that there that nothing can happen to these people. Correct. And 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 it, 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 it can be frustrating and I get it. But if I look at it, like I said, as as you know, a nod to Natasha, basically a send off and her origin story. I, that's where I dig it. That's where I like what they're doing. I like the idea behind it. I don't know. I feel like they've always given her way too much like credit for what she does. Like that, that the Avengers, like they put her well, in charge for some reason. Like, fuck, why? Well, think about we it can, like this from a, a storytelling perspective, a, 
she's the most compelling character in the Avengers. Her and Hawkeye are are the yes. most compelling characters what? because they're two regular ass people sitting in exactly. a room full of fucking gods and super. Yeah, you know why? Because they were there when it was just bitch ass Shield with Nick Fury, and they got fucking yeah. grandfathered in. They didn't really fucking but belong there. But that's that's where you get the meat of the story. Of how interesting is it to be the person in the room that's not a god, that's not from space, that doesn't have a fucking futuristic suit of armor, and exactly. you still you can still hang. Like you're that skilled. Right. Exactly. That you don't That's need the, the shortcut. Thing. You are still an equal. And I mean, and it was addressed. It's addressed in this movie when, when, um, uh, you know, Belova says to her sister, you know, if something happens to you, they're going to send in a bigger Avenger to avenge it. It's in the name. And, and Natasha gets fucking indignant about it. Who, you know, what do you mean bigger? Because it's true. They are standing right next to God's, and mm-hmm. fucking superhuman people, and they're holding yeah. their own. So, and if it weren't for them, if they, if Natasha and Clint weren't in the battle for New York, we would have lost. Period. We would have fucking lost. Just like if if Iron Man wasn't there, or Hulk wasn't there, or Thor wasn't there, we would have lost. It took all of them to do it, and they stood toe to toe with these fucking superhuman people. So fuck them. They get they deserve all yeah. the credit in the world. Look, all I'm saying is, <laughs> Iron Man and Captain America are fighting like terrorists Thor is fighting fucking gods and they're fighting their inner demons <laughs> oh man but see your story argument falls apart here because that's super compelling as from a storytelling perspective like I'm hanging out with a dude that can turn into a giant fucking three ton monster and mm-hmm. I'm just a girl who can kick good you yeah, know what I mean like, saying, that's like, interesting why man. no it's that's not fucking interesting no, not I at think all. It is, man. Nope. I think it is. And the reason, and Joe, if you want to get deeper, the reason that she's at the forefront of this is because she's not useful enough to go fight. On, <laughs> no, because women get shit on day in and day out every day for the last fucking however many billions of fucking years. And this is an homage. This is a, this is a way to at least change some people's minds that we're all on equal footing. Not oh, everybody's yeah. minds, obviously, because we're still fucked. <laughs> yeah, but, but but if you really want to go to the meat of this part here now, you know, you said, like, beating Thanos. like You know who really fucking came down and fucking put the hammer on Thanos? It was Captain Marvel, who's a woman. So it's not about that she could, the women can't fight. Cap- they were losing the battle until Captain Marvel came through and fucking blew up every spaceship in the sky with one fucking and punch. Why, and, and why did they make that? part of the story because, because she's awesome many, because too many fucking people can't deal with it just just look at the backlash that captain marvel had to deal with when the fucking movie came out because she dared mouth off about how captain marvel was better than cement and the oh, yeah, fucking dude. again oh, yeah, but i like that movie off, <laughs> off, i understand you did but both of those movies are doing almost the same thing when it comes to the message behind the story, Captain Marvel and Black Widow, you know, yep. they're just one has superpowers and one doesn't, but they're really saying the same thing at and, the end of the no, day. I mean, they're not. I, I think they totally are. Yes, they absolutely are. I think are. they absolutely are, man. 100%. My daughter got the same message out of both of those movies, man. And, you know, we'll get to it when we get to it because, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on in this movie, but has a lot to say about not only what women have gone through and go through, but what happens when women 
um, stick together and support each right. other. I mean, it's there's a lot. It's got a lot to say. It really does. Now, let me ask exactly. you a question, though. When these store, I'm assuming these stories are from the comic books. Some of Somewhat. them are. It, you know, they, they get changed and adapted to fit with what they've done in the MCU. Because then that's the case, and these storylines were written long ago. Right. And Not why necessarily were they written, in the current but, climate. But, Joe, then the question begs. Why were they written long ago? They were written long ago because women get shit on on a daily fucking basis. And this was Marvel's attempt to fix that. And how many decades ago were these stories written? That, and it still isn't fixed. And this is why these stories have to well, be yeah, told so saying, like they are. But the stories were written before this. So there wasn't necessarily the stories were written for this. The stories were written a long time ago. But we still have to tell these stories like this because Yeah, my problem is not telling the story. It. My problem is telling the story after she's already fucking dead. <laughs> No, we listen. Tell that them is fucking, what that is. If this movie would have came out before Endgame, I would have had less. I mean, I probably still wouldn't have liked it that much, but I would have had a lot less to complain about. See, I got, the, also I got the opposite effect from this movie. Knowing what happens to this character in Endgame makes this fucking heavier. It, it makes it salute. more impactful. It is, it's a salute to Natasha and her and value these, as an Avenger. Equal value. It's a salute. That's what this movie was. Then this movie should have came out when it was supposed to have come no, out. No, because then it wouldn't have been a salute because she wouldn't be dead. It'd just be another movie about a girl superhero or a girl hero. Wait, wait, wait. But what's this wrong with that? This movie drives home the fact what's that What's wrong with having a movie life. about a girl superhero? Oh, calm down. Joe, but it know, loses its weight. It loses its strength and its value. Oh. Yeah, you're, this movie, you're, you're completely ignoring the, the mode of storytelling where you go out of order. Like, Fucking right. Tarantino, this is a memento. Hey, thank you. Within the same movie, there's Quint all these Tarantino's beautiful all little echoes in this movie. Like when that we're not at the scene yet, but when that other Black Widow falls in the exact same way that she falls in Endgame, and it's just like this this yep. wonderful little echo. But they it's, shit it's, on that in this movie. Like, oh, look at you with your little superhero fucking pose, like her sister. That's a horrible accent, but like I feel like how it sounds. No, that was really good. That was really good. My, it was probably better than her accent. This is her my, accent I like is my vest cute. I just my first thing I bought for myself is this vest. It's very cute. But huh? Fl Florence Pugh nails this role. I am so excited to see her. If Marvel doesn't fuck it all up, because they seem to be fucking everything up now, um, if they bring her along, you know, I think she's going to be great. I dig she her. Was, yeah, I dig her a was, lot. It was a it was a great setup for this character. Yes. Yeah, like job. definitely. It was a great setup to know that she had no chance of dying whatsoever. Okay, read your paragraph, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what Joe, I want to Joe do. Because there was an uncomfortable pause when Joe said, Aren't we going to talk about it? Well, Joe, we just fucking talked about it. <laughs> Did we, though? <laughs> <laughs> All right. As Roman off, unknowingly, ungratitudably drives off with the antidote. <laughs> She is attacked by, and I actually do like the Taskmaster. Um, it's a cool yes. character. Uh, who Definitely. seems to also be after the red dust. Romanoff manages to evade Taskmaster, but learns that the dust came from Belova. The two then reunite in Budapest and are attacked by a bunch of other Black Widows. And while they are escaping, Romanoff learns <laughs> that the Red Room is still active and that its leader, Drakoff, is still alive. In order to join S.H.I.E.L.D. years previously, Romanoff's mission had been to kill Drakoff, and after the detonating a building that contained him and his young daughter Antonia, one act that has, you know, obviously haunted her her whole life, uh, they presumed both of them dead, and she got into S.H.I.E.L.D. 
but in the present, Romanoff and Belova now evade Taskmaster and meet back up with Mason, who then supplies them with an aircraft. So this whole action sequence for me was yes. amazing. It was okay. A- absolutely amazing. <laughs> this is where I got my Terminator 2 vibes. Like, right... Oh, definitely. Yeah. The, the way that they decided to... Um, I mean, that bridge scene, man, it was just fucking... It's like this unstoppable, this unmovable object yes. coming after you. And it was very cool the way that they um, decided to do that character. Um, I also dug like Taskmaster's whole thing is that, you know, he, in the in the comic books, he's like, a, you know, he's, he's an assassin for hire and he can mimic anybody's fighting right. styles and movements by watching them. They kind of real world it a little bit where there's this this heads up display that kind of like analyzes everything she does and then you know right it's not it's not intuitive yeah it's learned but it's still cool i think that that idea of that mimic is it's a very cool idea and it was done it's done well here i understand that it it kind of it kind of like rubbed the comic book purists the wrong way but you know what a lot of the marvel we already talked about this a couple of minutes ago a lot of the marvel comics i mean things are changed from the movie to fit within the universe, the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. That's why it's called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, it's going to be different. It has to be. They have to change things in order to make things move more smoothly cinematically. There was something but, about Taskmaster that rubbed people the wrong way, and you'll never guess what it was. What was it? That it was a woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just dumb. Gee, I'm so surprised at that. Yeah, who would have I thought, don't understand. Right? Maybe if women could vote more than a hundred years ago, this wouldn't be fucking happening. Maybe if women could could have a credit card earlier than nineteen seventy, this wouldn't be fucking happening. Anyway, I'll shut up now for a minute. Anyway, I also like Russian cars the way they look. Oh yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. I don't like you know they're I know they're shitty, but they look cool. They do. Yeah, they are. You're right. That's a perfect summation. They are shitty as shit, but they look cool. They got like this cool, like boxy shapes and stuff. I'm like, yes, I absolutely. That. They're bo- It's the opposite of Volvo. They're boxy, but they're not safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they don't hey, run Jimmy, very you well. Co- you come to Orlando a lot for Disney and Universal. Have you ever been to Deezerland? Huh? Yes. Have me and Doug ever been to Deezerland together? We, we spent we spent a couple of hours in Deezerland, and it was like we invited you, but you couldn't get away from the uh, the event. Oh, that's no, true. You had a Jesus thing. Christ. You had an actual thing. But oh, yeah. Deezerland is I the missed best, dude. Yeah, we went together. Like that. You spent a like, lot of time in the Russian car room. We spent a lot, spent of, time a lot of time in, all in every room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, oh god, I have pictures. I probably took a hundred pictures in there. Yeah. Like it's just amazing. in there during that trip. That was the best time. We loved it. That's probably the coolest part of that. Is is. You know they have different countries common oh cars absolutely the british room the italian room yeah. the 50s room the 60s room they have the goddamn uh, like vespa scooter room yeah. with this yeah, endless yeah. numbers of vespas and other style of scooters like that i mean it's just incredible yeah i mean oh, it was, dude, that i was have so many best. pictures i just need pictures it was like it was awesome the fucking tv and movie room how many every vehicle from my childhood is yeah yeah it is. I, I absolutely wholeheartedly recommend Dieselland. They took over a mall. Yeah, they, they took over did. an old mall and filled it with this shit. And, and besides, if you want to and... spend a day with your family, they got bowling alleys and amusement parks mm-hmm. and go kart tracks. Oh, they got everything. And then Dieselland, like fucking, it was super uh, cool. And there's still the awesome. Bass Pro Shops and the Ron John, although they closed the Fuddrucker so they can fuck themselves. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> and Fud the Vans, the and the Van Skate Park that used to be there. Ah, uh, uh, the Van Skate. The Van Skate Park is still there. It's just not open. 
That's fucked up. I know. I want to so see Romanoff and <laughs> Romanoff and Belova, they break out of the fan skate park. No, <laughs> what they do is they break Shostakov out of prison to learn where Drakov is. He tells them that they need to speak with Vostokov, who lives on a farm in Russia using mind control on pigs. <laughs> Belova reveals that while they were not a real family, she still wanted to believe that they were so. Shostakov and Vostokov, Jesus Christ, Russian is hard, <laughs> admit that they too wish they were a real family. Unfortunately, Vostokov gets their location to Drakov. His agents arrive and take them away to the Red Room located on an aerial base. Again, mega condensed here. Yes. Um, the prison break is a great action scene. Another great action scene in this movie. Um, leading up to that, the goddamn arm wrestling. I like the arm wrestling. Is, it's just so great. Just yeah, Red he, Guardian. Just, you know, people, they just line up to try to beat him and they know they can't, but they do. Yeah. Stranger things <laughs> you know, have happened. Right. Stranger right. things have happened. <laughs> nailed it. Nice job. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> nice fucking job. Oh, he's man. a great he's a great character. You know, he he's he's fun. He's he's aged poorly. He's out of shape. He's yep. just he's living in his glory days and he keeps telling stories about that he one also time has he fought Captain just America. the right amount of dumbness to him. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. That 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 pre Cold War or that Cold War Russian like kind of like oafishness it's like perfect yeah. yeah yeah and david harbour i mean come on the guy is a such a pro he nailed it yeah give he me did. strong yeah. dumb characters and i'm happy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love I had, it i had fun with him too because his his russian accent definitely slips in and out but yeah. oh yeah definitely there's a, a good explanation for it in that he is a spy and he was speaking with an american accent so you could argue that you know he's just kind of all over the place Yep. I really uh, like uh, <laughs> that he like is like like oh we're back together the family's back together he's like all excited and they're all shitty on him <laughs> I know and, and then like she exactly. calls a pig in and like the pig named <laughs> after him <laughs> he's like oh he named the fucking pig after me <laughs> of course uh, and then the is... story he tells his daughter <laughs> about my hands are cold so he pissed on them you know fathers <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Yes. She was like, what is the point of this fucking story? Yes. And he's just like, mm, fathers. Fathers. Yeah, this is this is sort of the meat of this movie. It's like about a lot of things, but it's also about found families. And, you know, they sort of rediscover each other in a very unorthodox way. And, and you know, even though it was all fake, they actually do find that they care for each other in a, in a very strange way. Um, it's kind of cool, man. There's like a lot of family scenes. Um, where they're just working through their issues. So it's not all fighty-fighty. There's definitely some thinky-thinky in this movie. Yes. What was also the joke he made when they're in the airplane? Um, oh, are you on your period? And she's like, no, they don't get periods. <laughs> they hysterectomy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And that just reminds me. Because <laughs> I have to give a nod to Ray Winstone, who plays uh, who plays Drakov. Because he's one of my favorite character actors. And of course, in, in The Departed, there's the scene in the bar where Costigan loses his shit and beats the shit out of the guy because the guy made fun of him for ordering a cranberry juice. What is it, your period? That's like Winston's line. <laughs> he, say, he says to, to to Caprio, what is it, your period? Anyway, sorry. No, it's... The that, non sequitur connection to this movie. That's a nice little tie together. Yeah, yeah that, that scene where she's 
kind of telling them like no you know they they ripped out our uterus and this is all part of their training for the red room that got too real for some people because yes like i said this is a super feminist movie and we have an, a, a super american point of view but that kind of shit does happen today in other places in the well, world uh, uh, well how far are we from never mind, i'm gonna shut up now because yeah. <laughs> i could go on for a fucking long time about that shit yeah uh, and anyway uh, but it's it's funny that alexi's character is sort of the american audience in that scene where he's like i don't want to hear about that gross shit yes <laughs> exactly exactly show me, show me 50 show me 50 people getting fucking killed but i don't want to talk about that <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i know i get it uh Jeez, am I up? You're up. Ironically right. enough, because he's the Red Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> another, another fucking zinger from Joe that nailed it. It's a fucking bullseye on the dartboard. Um, so as Drakeoff congratulates Vostokov for reminding Romanov and Belova, fuck, that's a lot of Russian, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you said there. Mm-hmm. It's revealed that Vostokov and Romanov used a, used face mask, tech, face mask technology. Sorry, that's the beer talking, folks. To switch places at the farm, having planned their own capture, uh, Romanov learns that the taskmaster is Drakov's daughter, Antonia, who suffered severe damage from the explosion that uh, uh, that Romanov had set off with, with Clint uh, all those years ago. Drakov was forced to put a chip in her head to help her, also turning into the perfect soldier. Uh, Romanov discovers that she cannot harm Drakov due to a pheromone lock he has installed in every Black Widow or every Widow. She notices that Drakov has been controlling all the widows around the world via a uh, control on his on his desk. After goading Drakov into punching her in the face, Romanov manages to sever a nerve in a nasal passage to negate the pheromone, allowing herself to attack Drakov. Super condensed OJ here. Yes. Um, so yeah, in that in that family scene where they all get back together, there was a double cross, and and you learned that the mother actually alerted the red room and and everybody that they were there um that was just an emotional breakthrough for her because she was talking to tasha about like their fake family they're looking through like these photo albums and all the photos are staged like you know they got them all together to take christmas and all the holidays at once and she's talking about like even though i knew there were nothing in those boxes i was still excited about you know the the fantasy of opening them um so she she really seems to like get through to her fake mom in this scene and i think at one point she even asked her like how do you how did you manage through all this shit to like keep your heart intact and she was dead ass honest with her like well that's what you told me to do like what you told me to do saved my life so something like a switch goes off in the mom's brain and she says i'm sorry i already called them like they're on their way so in that in that scene that that doug just talked about we get a fucking double double cross a triple cross right exactly and uh this where this movie excels at the spy game stuff um there was stuff you didn't see in that scene and the mom and natasha hatched out a scheme to trick homeboy and we got fucking mission impossible face masks happening we got people switching places it's cool man it's very cool Again, this is that that homage to the spy thriller. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're they're pulling out all those cool gadgets and and just all the things that happen in these spy movies. Um, yeah, I, 
Uh, and of course, his defense mechanism is smell. <laughs> as long as you can smell me. That was so fucking like James Bond. Like yes. she's going in for the kill and she fucking can't. It's like, what's wrong? Is the safety on? <laughs> he's like he's like, did I fart? <laughs> <laughs> but she had worked all this out ahead of time. She knew exactly what to say to this man to get him to lose his shit. Except um, for yes. he was too much of a pussy to break her nose. Yeah, she tells him such yeah. too. She's like, You weren't mm-hmm. strong enough, so I had to I, fuck I just, you like, know something that, Again, this goes back to the fact that this is the the nod and and just the, you know, the homage to Natasha. Because how many times in the other movies did she do that? She did she did that to Loki in the Avengers. I mean, mm-hmm. she got him to fucking spill his guts without him even knowing it. And we're talking about an otherworldly god, and she mm-hmm. got him to fucking do it just with her wiles, just with her fucking skill as an orator. So I that, mean that's what that's this the is. Line. This, yeah, it's a, this it's, is just demonstrating the her value as uh, an equal in the Avengers, you know? Yeah, she goes, uh, thank you for your cooperation. Yes. And that's exactly. that's what you know, like, oh shit, what did I do? You yeah. see Loki just go, What? <laughs> what <laughs> what? what? <laughs> but Loki, yeah. I mean, let's be real. He's not the smartest. Oh, yeah, now we're gonna <clears throat> minimize Loki, right? Okay. I mean, <laughs> Have you not seen Loki? He gets beat by a lot I've of seen, things. Nah, it's all right. He's still a god, Joe. He's still yeah, a fucking that's, god. That's Thor's brother right there, man. Exactly. Not really half brother. Still a god. He's a fucking <laughs> frost giant, and you don't fuck with the frost yeah, giant. Yeah, but he's not an Asgardian. Okay. All right, Joe. Keep minimizing. You're losing this one. It's all right. I mean, he does, they don't measure up, obviously. Thor beat him at every fucking turn. Uh-huh. Even Grandmaster yeah, gets him under his thumb. Loki's got trickster magic, buddy. Like that's exactly. a yeah. that's a pretty handy Doctor Strange fucking leaves him falling for forty minutes. <laughs> I mean, well, doc, listen, Doctor, he's a sorcerer supreme. I mean, supreme's in his right. fucking name. I mean, yeah, he's up, he's up there, in, 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 so yeah, he could charge twenty thousand dollars for a skateboard. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, <clears throat> oh, I got an idea for a smart. <laughs> Make one of those like butthole portals, but with the Supreme logo coming out of it. <laughs> the Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme. Uh-huh. Only if you frame it and hang it above your bed. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Turn it around, Eric. You got it. <laughs> but yeah, so she breaks her nose to kill him. Yeah, you got the next. Uh, Is it me or is it next one? No, no, I just you. read that. Oh, you just read that? I don't <laughs> know. This movie fucks me. <laughs> oh, so uh, Vostokov attempts to take out the ship's engines. Meanwhile, Shostakov battles Antonia, while Belova searches for the other widows sent to protect Drakov. Drakov manages to escape while all the widows tank- team up to gang, uh, basically gang beat Romanov. However, Belova has found the red dust and creates a bomb out of it and throws it above them, breaking to release all of them from their mind control. Romanov then reaches the control desk, makes copies of all the locations of the other widows, which reminds me of a scene from Office Space. Um, and and just as the, she does this, the red room itself starts to explode and fall. How many floating bases do we need in fucking MCU? Before leaving the control room, Romanov picks up two vials of red dust, that have somehow survived Belova's bomb 
and Vostokov and Shostakov, which sounds like a comedy duo. It yeah, does. It's the morning show I listen to on the yeah. way to work. I'm Vostokov. <laughs> I'm Shostakov. <laughs> we're gonna oh, do, yeah, we're gonna yeah, play yeah, this yeah, bit yeah, out yeah. in a second. Hold on, let me finish this. They're forced to escape the ship via an aircraft just as Belova takes out Drakov's escape ship and kills him. Oh, that got me so good. Vostokov <laughs> and Shostakov in the morning. In the morning. Vostokov and Shostakov. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. trying to like think of how do the radios. Your soul very much come on to this morning is number one show in country. <laughs> <laughs> you state mandated fucking morning show. You wanted it, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. Uh, Romanov gives Belova a parachute as she and Antonia have one final battle through this guy before safely landing on the ground. Natasha uses one vial of red dust on Antonia, freeing her from her mind control. That was a heartbreaking scene, man. The yes. Whole, the whole fucking movie, this woman has been a stone-cold robot. Yep. Just, just singularly focused on kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. And the first thing she says when she has her free will is, is he gone? Like, that yeah. was the level of trauma that this fucking man inflicted on this woman. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> the rest of the widows arrive as Belova, Vostokov, and Shostakov say goodbye to Romanov. Belova gives Romanov her vest to remember her by, uh, and Romanov gives Belova the last red dust vial and the portable drive, instructing her to find and free the other widows. As they leave, along with a recovering Antonia, Romanov awaits the arrival of Ross and his men. So, again, super condensed, but this was a big scene where they're sort of that fake family is now a real family. Like, they're all yes. willing to to back each other up in this moment as they're coming for Natasha now. It's like, no, we're going to stay here and fight. Fuck it. And she tells them it's okay. They can go. She's going to handle her shit. And then it's the question of like well where do we go like we have nowhere to go all of those women that they saved come back for them in a badass like fucking ship and uh, yeah. even even the villain of the movie they understand it was a victim and they take her with them as well um two weeks later romanoff now sporting blonde hair reunites with mason supplying her with a quinjet and by the way this is the guy from fucking handmaid's tale Yes, it is the husband. Yep. Yeah. Now, who is that, he that dude. in the MCU? Like, well, he just comes out of nowhere, like fucking, like fucking, uh, her Alfred for some reason, her <laughs> Russian version of Alfred. <laughs> her Alfred. He's, but yeah, he's just like an old spy contact. You know, you know how it is, man. Yeah, I think you're right. It's from the old. He's from the old days, and they just brought him in for this flick. I was curious because uh, it, it. How does the fuck does he get a Quinjet? <laughs> he's got connects, man. He's the guy who can get things. You probably got it from fucking Michael Keaton. <laughs> Maybe that's very true. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. You know, it's possible. Um, she, yeah, she rides off to free the detained Avengers from the raft because Which she means says this movie takes place after Civil War and before uh, Infinity War. Correct. Which is where it should have been fucking released. Nope. Absolutely yes. not. It would have lost its luster. No, it would yeah. not. I explained it to you. I explained yeah. it to No, you, you pulled some movie. shit out of your ass. No, I did not pull my shit out of my ass. This is exactly it. And here's the problem. It was originally scheduled for release May 1st on May 1st, 2020. So a year after Endgame. 
as an homage to the now dead Natasha and a send off for her. Why would but we need to got, do that if we would have celebrated her when we should have in the first place? Because again, because now you're saying that women, she needed to die to be important. Because the women <laughs> in the Marvel universe <laughs> get shit on on a daily fucking basis, and this was a fuck you to the inside the basement incels. Yeah, but she okay? shouldn't have had to die in order to get that. She should have had that already. No, no, no. You don't understand the state of 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 where women are in the Marvel universe and in the fucking universe in general dictates that it had to be done that way because they're shit on on a daily fucking basis by these goddamn assholes it may not be your philosophy behind this but it is the philosophy that drove this my philosophy is chronological i understand yes we understand she's also the one in 14 million joe like somebody had to die on vermeer to get that fucking job exactly yeah but putting this movie ahead that would have made no difference of her dying there or not dying there and if I'm you telling put you, this movie ahead of that, you right. You do nothing. You just explain who she is ahead of that, and then maybe no. when you're watching that, that scene means even more because you know what she's been through. But you want to know something? In a world where the inequity In doesn't where... exist, your philosophy is a hundred percent true. It would have been done chronologically, and there would have been no problem with it. But that's not the world we live in. It's the mm. world we want to live in, but it's not the world we live in. We live in a world where women get shit on on a daily basis. So it had to be done this way. It's a jam it down your throat moment. And I know that the fucking people that that are on the wrong side of this hate being having shit jammed down their throat. But until they fucking snap out of it and but get with the program, it, I'm going to continue. If it was done correctly, it wouldn't have to have been down. jammed down the throat because it would have been done correctly to start with. No, you don't. That's. Joe, that doesn't make sense because it was done like it was done because things because because of a lack of equity. Yes, but and the story, the the equity should have been there and it should have came out where it should have came out. Exactly, but it doesn't exist. Again, we women should have been able to vote more than a hundred years ago. Women should have had credit cards before 1970. But that's not the fact. The fact is that shit happened. Women were second class I agree with the vote on one and and the credit card, but when did credit cards even start? (laughs) In the fucking 50s. I don't don't know this. Like, I wasn't there. They couldn't have a credit card without their husband's permission. I was just curious. How fucking insane is that? How insane is that? That they couldn't have a credit card without their husband's permission? Yeah, I just didn't know when credit cards started. Because they were treated as fucking property. Okay? And this is in my fucking lifetime. It's not in your lifetime, but in my lifetime. I was a sentient fucking kindergarten and first grader <laughs> yeah. when this shit took place see in my i was alive when this in shit my happened. lifetime the 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 dads and the husbands were always like the guy who was like the goofball getting picked on and dumb as hell and fucked around i understand and you know and the women we were all strong. that we deserve that for the rest of my life and your life we deserve to be fucking Look, categorized I, I as have, that i have no problem with that because i i'd rather through. enjoy that <laughs> i like what the guys shit the dumb we guy. put them through I like okay. when the woman's in charge and the guy's just some like like Phil Dunphy's one of my favorite characters. He's just like, I understand, but happy. again, in real life, in real life, more often than not, that's not the case. It might be the case in media and entertainment, but in real life, that's not the fucking case. And until it is, I'm going to continue to help people jam it down their throats, and yeah. they can go fuck themselves. Hey, get them! This is a real them, thing, Joe. This is a real thing for me. It's a real thing for me because I got a fucking daughter. Who's oh, got yeah, to deal man. with this on a daily fucking basis? So do I. Okay, <laughs> it's 2023, and she's still got to eat shit on a daily fucking basis, simply because she's a woman, and that is the biggest fucking heap of 
bullshit that I can imagine. Okay. And that's why I get angry about this shit. That's why this, that's why everything about this movie. And the only thing that fucked this movie even more was COVID. It was, if I can guarantee you, Joe, and you'll say no, but if this movie was released, if COVID didn't happen, and this movie was released in May of 2020, you would have a different fucking view. It would have been a year after Endgame, and it would have made perfect sense to you. But it got delayed not once, but twice. It was a full year later before this thing. I still would have we my same gripes. We were still in the middle of COVID when this fucking thing got released. So there was still that herky-jerky stop-and-start bullshit from COVID. But I was also super hungry. the timing up. It fucked the timing up. It fucked everything up about this movie, and it made it more difficult to get out and get the proper message across. And that's why I love this movie. I'm done. Nice. I got got for the last paragraph after. I got I got two two rebuttals. One real quick. It wouldn't have mattered to me when this movie came out because I don't fuck that shit. Doesn't affect my judgment. I I do what I do. (laughs) I I would have still thought it was boring and still thought it was like should have came out before that nothing would have changed those opinions no matter when it came out unless it came out before you know infinity war where it belonged uh and number two the more important one here doug uh you know what my favorite thing about you losing weight is is that i can see all the veins in your neck pop out <laughs> isn't it great dude you know it's funny it's <laughs> it's so funny incredible that you say over that. here <laughs> i know it's so funny that you say that because even like when I, I made a comment. This is so fucking stupid. I was, so but I was green. sitting at the dinner table the other day and I looked down at my arms. I'm like, I can see the veins in my arms. I know. Holy fuck, I can never see that. The veins in my legs, they stick out now. Even not when I'm mad. You have this like one, your neck's like. You're actually right. I can only imagine what it looked like. I'm going to have to go back and watch the recording of this. It's pretty awesome. I have to go back. You won't like me when I'm angry. I got crazed. I got a little crazed. It's so fucking great. But you know something? Here's the best part about the losing weight thing, Joe. Joe. Is that the fact that I can lose my shit like this and not worry about my health? Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't have to worry about fucking blowing my heart up. Also, you had like totally cruising right now. You had to gain an extra two or three inches by now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's so great. But anyway, <laughs> my last paragraph here is the post post credit scene. So in the post credit scene, uh, it's set after Romanov's death. Uh, in you know, in Infin- I keep forgetting is she dies in Infinity War, correct? Or she dies in Endgame? Endgame. Endgame. She dies in Endgame. All right. Belova encounters and she meets Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. And um, that's way too long of a name. Yeah, but it's so perfect. That's from the comics, though, right, Eric? Yeah, like, that's that her is. name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her name. I, I'm I mean. just gonna call her Elaine. <laughs> Elaine. Yeah. Um, oh, I, this is off topic, but I just finished yeah. uh, Veep, which I was. You know, a great show. Oh, dude, that's a great show, show, man. It's so good. One of the most awesome. smartly written comedies ever created. Yeah. I concur. That it's just amazing, and and uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I mean, what can you say about her? She yeah. is she's an all time comic legend. She is just a treasure, a national fucking treasure. Mm-hmm. So she's she plays uh, Contessa Va- Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Uh, and Belova finds out that's her new employer. Um, uh, she meets her at, at, at Natasha's grave. Uh, Belova receives her next assignment. And in this case, it's to take down Clint Barton. Uh, the man she claims is responsible for Romanov's death. Yes. And if you want to see how that plays out, you got to watch season one of Hawkeye. Yes, which, which is a great show. I was super fucking nervous about watching that show because I thought I was going to hate it, and I actually liked that show. That was show was good. really good. Yeah, it was like it a sets sleeper. up a lot of shit. It um, was funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
You got Kingpin. Yeah, I said Kingpin. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, and he's coming back in in the new uh, Daredevil. Oh, mm-hmm. it's gonna be so and good. We had the musical, Steve Rogers musical. Yeah. <laughs> so great. That's so great. Yeah, that had a lot of stuff in it. That was good. Yeah, we'll eventually do a master's class on that too. We're gonna do like yeah, all the yeah, series. We're I don't we're know. Like, now that are we, we, we going to do like the series as like a master class per episode, or just the full series is one master class? I think full series uh, is one. Yeah, or maybe one break them into class, thirds because I, I think sometimes it can get like heavy. There's a lot that goes on. Well, I mean, uh, Hawkeye's only six episodes. Yeah, so that's yeah. pretty. You know, we'll, I guess we'll take it case by case. Okay, I think that's probably the best way to do it. Because like. For some reason, WandaVision can easily be broken up because you have the shitty part and then the good part. Uh, I'm just going to hate the whole thing, so it's really cool. Oh, I love it <laughs> no, all. Here's the thing. Before uh, Doctor Strange came out, I would have <laughs> loved WandaVision, but now that Doctor Strange came out, I hate them both. So oh, shit. I still I laugh so hard when I realized that Doctor Strange, <clears throat> the acronym is MOM, Multiverse of Madness, <laughs> and it came out on Mother's Day. Yep. That is pretty And cool. it's about an yeah. angry mother who's pissed off about her kids. Very angry mother. Yeah. I was like, this uh-huh. is a little too meta even for me. Yeah. <laughs> I still like that movie, man. I, uh, I liked it. I thought yeah, it was a good movie. I dig it. Yep. I mean, it, it's the same Raimi of it for me. You know that. No, no, no. And I again, I for me, it was, I, I, if I remember correctly, now when I watched it the second time, I dug it a lot more than I did the first time, mostly because it's the same Raimi stuff, because I'm obviously a big fan of his. But I still can't get over the whole, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch being pure evil thing. It, it, mm. it pissed me off too much. I understand WandaVision and her, you know, grief at, at her loss. I get that made sense to me. Yeah. But this, it just, to me, it just went she's, too far. She's they mad could have taken this in a different direction. She's mad because her, you know, vibrator ran out of batteries. Yes. Jo- I think Joe's right. I think that. <laughs> I mean, technically, technically, she was fucking a robot. I, mean, like, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But getting back to this one real quick, one of the things that 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 Marvel can tend to do is set you up for some cool shit that they just totally leave you hanging on. And all of the uh, widows now being released and being good, they could make some cool shit with that. They yeah. could have some really cool follow-up, great spy movies with those widows. Why? And why do I you know assume, it's been done to death? You got the. Why do you the, assume the they're all going to be good? Well, then okay. Well, it could be good widows versus still bad widows. I, I mean, mean, that would be fine with me. They they should be used in some capacity in a series or in a movie. Well, but that's gonna I, that's gonna have to be Yelena's kind of superpower. She has access to this global network of fucking spies so, you know what i mean like I, i'm sorry marvel is in a fucking death spiral right now i'm very concerned about marvel oh no oh, very no. concerned about them Have because now they're that? pushing they're pushing everything back again disney is cutting back on marvel and star wars content which i yeah. understand because <clears throat> they oversaturated but i there's some not good shit coming our way i i i, I this whole fucking new phase is Really, really. I don't know how to feel about Secret Wars yet either. I was going to ask if you guys have been watching it. Yeah. I like it. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm up to date on it. I dig it, but I'm also frustrated. I'm frustrated by it. I'm frustrated by all the Marvel shit now. That's the thing. Like this, this might be a topic for a full episode of yeah. Master's Class. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think maybe we can 
we could talk about devoting a full episode of, of a master's class to this because I'm concerned and I, it's not something I could sum up now. Is it, do you think it's that fatigue thing or part of it's fatigue? Cause it's funny. I had a conversation with my son, Dan today about star Wars. We were talking about Andor and I realized that part of the reason why I think Andor is my favorite star Wars property right now is because my tastes have changed. Mm-hmm. And Joe, you, I'm going to give you a hard on right now. I am going to excite you because I think a lot of my change and my, the, the shift in my views on star Wars has to do with the great star Trek content that's available. Now, the more adult science fiction content. And that's why I gravitate towards Andor. And I'm just basing this on the trailer <laughs> alone, but Ahsoka, they, there you go, baby. There you go. <laughs> nice. That was fucking beautiful. But the trailer for Ahsoka got me very excited because I think that is the whole fucking ball of wax. That is the adult Star Wars with the Jedi, with the lightsabers, with all the magic that Star Wars gave me when I was young. Yeah. But I think that has to do with me aging. I I do think that that the mysticism and, and, and that magical hold that the old Star Wars had on me has faded a lot. I don't watch star the old Star Wars movies like I used to. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with the fact that I'm just, I'm getting old, not old. I, I, I keep saying that. And my therapist tells me to stop it because I don't feel that I'm old. I know that I'm young for my age. I know that I am way younger than a lot of people my age. And, and yeah. I dig yeah. that about myself. I f- I'm finally able to grab that and, and appreciate that about myself. But I think that my, my age and just the way I've matured or whatever the fucking word is, Star Wars doesn't hold that that mystique for me as much anymore. But I'm looking you. forward to you know that's why Andor gets me because it was pure fucking spy business like adult Star Wars. And then I think Ahsoka, I'm hoping based on the trailer, it's the same, but it has that magic and it's gonna get yeah. me back yeah. into it. I think a couple things for me. Star Wars, I realized once like I started watching it again that I don't like the way they tell stories. Okay. I just don't. I, like I totally their get that. I nothing. get that more now than I did say five years ago. Yeah. Like, like I get that now. It's, it's I do. very easy. Like it's not, there's no complexity or to it. Well, at it's all. kid focused. It's it kid is, focused. It is yeah. youth and focused. And instead that has of like me off about developing it. like a solid plot, it's just more like, here's some random shit happening. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> that has pissed me off. And that's why I've been critical of Filoni and, and, and Favreau. Yeah, because Whereas I think they're Star Trek tells amazing stories. They're being told Filoni and Favreau being told by Disney proper that we're here to sell merch. Yeah. That's what this is here to do. It's it, here to sell merch. So you're going to create this to sell merch, which and ironically enough, they don't sell anything Star Trek anywhere. <laughs> well, no, that's true. And and Joe, again, I said this is true. I think the storytelling with Star Trek now has changed strange, my view this on season things. of strange new worlds has been great strange new worlds it's a fucking amazing and i think the first season of strange new worlds is one of my favorite i like it more than discovery i know you don't yeah, season one I of discovery is still perfect <laughs> i love discovery but i thought season one of strange new worlds was so well written it was and i really dig it and the third season of picard it fucking got down on its knees and it blew me the whole fucking now, season. But I it, think it was the best. The thing you know? with Marvel currently, whereas you keep saying you're worried. I think the reason that is, is 
they haven't given us any fucking team ups. Like it used to be three or four movies a team up, three or four yes. movies a team up. Now it's just like a bunch of movies building to this next phase. And but I, the, but I think yes. once we get into the team up series again and we get that big overarching villain again, it's going to help. I agree, well, I think, but I I think that the that whole build up to the next phase thing is not happening. Everything's standalone. Yeah. Everything like Guardians Three is my favorite Guardians movie and one of my favorite Marvel movies. But it did nothing to advance the fucking phase. And I think none the, of these the problem with uh, with Marvel at this juncture is all business. Yes. Because the reason that the first few phases of it worked so well is because there's so much emotional attachment. You've watched these characters year after year after year grow into right. who they are and team up. There was so much. Pay, there's a decade worth of payoff. And it yeah. got to the point where we can't pay for these contracts for these people anymore because now they're too valuable. Right. That's we true. have to, the contract's done. The contract's done. Mm -hmm. So Iron Man died, not because he needed to story-wise, although it worked beautifully, but because we cannot afford this motherfucker moving forward. But now every rumor is telling us that he's not fucking dead, that he's going to come back again. Yeah, I mean, I know that's fan conjecture more than actual. Like, I, I think it's going to start rumor, coming but... together soon, though. Like, I think we're at the point now where it's about to start coming back together. Also, I am fucking hyped for Deadpool three. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you yeah. saw the pictures. Well, you know why? Here's here's a funny thing about that. The reason that I'm nervous about that is because of the writer strike. Mm -hmm. Right, Ryan Reynolds is not allowed to ad lib in this fucking movie. Yeah. He well, has they stopped, to read they the script production on it as of, for, well, now they have to because yeah. the, the, the SAG Actors Guild is is striking as well. But before, while they were filming, he had to read that script word for word. And I'm not saying it's a bad script, but most of the Deadpool movies, both movies were made gold by his ad-libbing. Mm -hmm. If he can't do that, I don't know where we're going to be. I'm concerned about that. I hope that now that they've had to stop production completely, that when they come back, when the strikes are settled that he can just be himself and then they can go back and reshoot some scenes and get this shit back on track. I'm telling know. you right now, we're getting nothing but reality television for about two years. Oh, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. It's going to be like COVID all over again. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be horrible. Not really. They, movie theaters are closing. Movie theaters are going to go the way of the Dodo now because there's going to be nothing to put in them. Yeah. So, nah. It's bad timing because they were just starting to come back, man. Yes. Barbieheimer. If they're smart, <laughs> if they're smart, they'll re-release classic favorite movies that people have and yes they make have it to. on the big screen where you not you you're can go watch right. it as adults that movies you used to love as a kid and see them in the big screen they need again. to do that you're absolutely right yeah. um, do. also so. with streaming media nowadays and so much content available there i can catch catch up on shit i've needed to watch for years i don't really care if there's anything new coming out oh i know oh, i have so I much shit i need to watch so it doesn't matter no that's true and it, it reminds me because i talked about this in jsm but if you have not watched the bear on FX yeah, I'm on this. I, I just got ready to start season Get two. On that shit because it is one of the best shows on television. I'm not joking you. I'm yeah, gonna check it, it out. It's just a fucking bummer, man. It's a bummer because you know that these people in these boardrooms are sitting there like, yo, wait them out. They're gonna yes. starve. I know. We're just not gonna make anything. And did you just see the story that just came out where they buried in the negotiations that AI clause? No. So. It is straight out of fucking Black Mirror. <laughs> the, the proposal was, if you as an actor, we hire you, we scan you for the day, and we can use your likeness and perpetuity and only pay you for that day that you came in to get scanned. Holy fuck. 
And they, you know, as they're going through the contracts, someone caught that and they're like, what the fuck is this? They should, they should strike forever until that's removed <laughs> from the contract. Holy yeah, it's fuck. crazy. It's Oh, this crazy. is brutal. This is inhuman, mm-hmm. dude. And I, I, you know, and again, we could get into the whole thing with, you know, actors, you know, being the elite and they don't know, you know, nah, but they this have. Is like- and- these are but like the paycheck these are everyday to paycheck people, actors, man. Yeah. These are everyday people, and they're they're getting just uh, raked over the coals. Anyway, do we have some people to thank at this point? Well, well we, we got to do something movie. else first. Yeah. Oh, that whole <laughs> fucking thing. I really want to get out of here, don't I? That never gets old. <laughs> no, it never does. All right, who's going first? I'll go. All right. Yeah, so I'm just going to give it a no. <laughs> um, Remember, this is I Marvel scales. I know, yep, and I'm looking at my other Marvel scores. I did enjoy this movie, and I'm just trying to figure out where it fits in my overall theme of things. Um, I'm looking at some of the other ones. I'm kind of surprised at some of the shit scores that i gave to things like lower scores than but but it makes sense it does make sense so it's definitely higher on my scale than the first thor it's higher on my scale than the second thor there's no question about that it's higher on my scale than ant-man and wasp no it's not it's definitely not that definitely higher than the first doctor strange absolutely higher than the second doctor strange even though we haven't gotten to that one yet. not even close um so I'm going to put it at a solid 3.8. Nice. That's where I am with that. And that's on a Marvel scale. I would have given it over a four in the regular scale. I'm just saying. Hell yeah. Joe. Uh, I don't even remember what I gave the other movies. Um, (laughs) It's been a minute. You gave Ant-Man and Wasp a 3.8. You gave Spider-Man Homecoming a 3.5. Your lowest was... Uh, Incredible Hulk at a 2.1 Iron Man 2 got a 3.1 and Captain America the first Avenger got a 3.2 so that means this <sighs> is getting a 2 point something <laughs> it's, it's hard because I mean it is better than some of the movies but I just don't like this movie and it's like I said it's nothing okay. to do with the fact that it's about a woman it's just I don't like this movie like I don't we like the story that. I don't like the time frame I don't like any about it it's boring I like Red Guardian <laughs> And uh, I think Taskmaster is kind of cool, and I like the Russian cars. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do like that it makes the next movie way more fun for me. <laughs> so, glass half full. Yeah, let's put it this way: I didn't have any MCU movies for like over a year, and this one came out, and I watched it one time. I was like, "Ah, eh, that's enough." Yep. Um, whereas I watched, you know. I've already watched Guardians like four times now. I've watched Black Panther like four or five times. I watched even Ant- the new Ant-Man. I watched three or four times. So like for me to have only watched this once, it's like, Ugh, I got this guy get through this piece of shit. I get it. This doesn't have a high re- rewatchability factor for me either. Yeah. I get that. 
Also, it's missing the one thing that I like in Marvel movies, like more than anything else, and that's comedy. There's very little in this movie of the comedy, and it all comes from one character. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'll go like a two point eight. Wow, two point eight. That's still Got above it. the middle mark. Remember, two point five. No, no, you're right. Two point five is the middle. Two point eight is cool. That's cool, dude. I get it. It's like a C plus B minus. Eric's <laughs> gonna give it a six, so we're gonna bring the average. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love this movie. Um, I, it works on a lot of levels for me. I think it's super entertaining, and it's it's also a movie that got fucking review bombed before it was released by a bunch of angry dickless basement yes, dwellers. Exactly. On some like, oh, this character's a fucking Mary Sue, bro, and it's like, okay, <laughs> listen, we get it. We get how you feel about this whole thing. Um. I dug it, man. I'm going to give it a four out of five on the Marvel scale. All right, cool. I love it. I love it. All right. Where does that put it on the Marvel scale? That, uh, I don't have the columns sorted. Oh, right. okay. I don't know if you had them sorted. I was kind of wondering. I, I don't have fell. a filter. Yeah, I don't have a filter on them. If you give me a second, I can put a filter on it. Just hold on a second. All right, well, while we do that, let's uh, say mo, mo, thank you mo. to somebody. Yes, if you are injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have legal questions, just call Mo. That's justcallmo.com. Um, Mo can help you out if you have if you have issues. Say you're injured in a car chase with a relentless pursuer wearing a cool mask. Um, that's a call for Mo. Uh, Red Guardian breaks your arm in a fucking arm wrestling match <laughs> i'd call mo right away that's, you got a case mo will help you what if your pig yeah. stops breathing oh definitely uh, help you with that I no know. i mean I, you could certainly call him it's it just i'm no legal expert but, but for mo me is an animal lover he's got to be an animal lover but my question then would become like in a court of law can you prove the telekinesis used yeah, here true. what know, if you have to break messy. your nose in order to kill somebody Oh, that's self-inflicted injury. I don't know what, what could be done there. Are you suing yourself? I don't know. I don't know. Unprecedented. Don't call don't call Mo about things like that. No. All right. Call Mo about real stuff. If you get hurt, uh oftentimes you're not sure where to turn to, turn to Mo. Yeah. All right. And I have sorted it. So uh Black Widow comes in ahead of Doctor Strange, Captain America, the first Avenger, Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 2, 4, and Incredible Hulk. And just behind Iron Man three, okay. Okay, so it's nineteenth on the list of the twenty five. The Doctor Strange seems low, but other than that, no. Doctor Strange got exactly what it deserved. Well, actually, if you look at the ratings, I gave it a three point one. Eric gave it a three point three, and you gave it a three point nine. So I can understand where your comments coming from because you dug that more than we did. So yeah, yeah. And if I were to re-rate Captain America the first Avenger, I would go higher than my 3.2. I would have to. But the other ones fall into exactly where they are. Yeah, so. I mean, it makes sense for us to place that uh, it, yes. it's in that bottom tier of Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. I'd give Doctor Strange a lower score just because Benedict Cumberbatch can't say the word penguins, apparently. <laughs> are you aware penguin. of this? Yeah, what penguin. the fuck? Penguin. You it, can't say penguin. It's so fucking great. Yeah, if you've never heard of this, look it up. <laughs> yes. it, it made it into a documentary that he did the voiceover work for, uh, you know, a nature documentary. No one in the editing process was like, hey, man, like, I don't know, another take, perhaps? Yes. Mr. Cumberbatch? 
He's I talking think about the, penguins. I think it's a Graham Norton show where he got called out on it the worst. <laughs> and it's so fucking great. Yeah. Penguin. Penguins. Anyway, yeah. so. All right. Well, as far as the, the Marvel movie ratings go, maybe we could hear from some of these people that I'm about to read. Their yeah. Names. You know, it'd be cool if we heard from them what they think. What they think of my fucking neck vein popping. Oh, I lo- you got me a little chubby, man. I'll tell you yeah, what. Excellent. This is a, it's near and dear to my heart. So anyway, so we have some people to thank. We've got our Patreon members. These fine folks give us money every month. Uh, it's their hard earned cash and they feel it's okay to part with a little of it and give it to us because of the work that we do and we appreciate them for it. So we're going to start off with founding member, Hannah Christ. Going to see you tomorrow. I hope anyway, that would be cool. Uh, next, Mr. Peter Bianco. From the Tone Jerks podcast, the Second Button podcast, and the Off the Rails podcast, Mr. Brian Gower. Our co-host on the Just Surprise Me podcast, as well as the Sharing Maps podcast, Mr. Willehu. I have the list in front of me, Tony, so I didn't forget you this time. From the Single Path podcast, the Texas State Boggle Chance podcast, and the Texas Size 10-4 podcast, Tony DeGraw. Mr. Michael McVeigh from the fine state of Tennessee. Mr. Michael Van Zant. And last but definitely not least, Mr. U G Rection. Thank you, Mr. Rection. Visit patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U to support the show, you cheapskate. Yes. So my favorite part. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 always fun to be called cheapskate by a kid. She calls me cheapskate almost every day. So <laughs> now you know what it's like. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, yeah there you, you go. If you if you um, do give to the show, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. And if you'd like to start, we'd love to have you. Also, you know, we've been a little lapse on the Facebook page. Um, if you feel the need to jump in there and mix it up, we are on Facebook. We've got a group. It's the Masters of the Cinematic Universe group. Just ask to join and we will let you in. Exactly. And as a member of Patreon, you get in on the Patreon Facebook chat group. And we would always welcome your comments there. Absolutely. Well, we only got one thing left to do, boys. Yeah, we do. Lights. Camera. Fuck off. Hey, guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh, yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> Are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you can either be a friend of the show a friend with benefits we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah and if you uh if you exceed that amount uh you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if if you want not safe for your eyes picks in my case but i'll say for anything picks yeah but yeah guys check out uh patreon.com slash m-o-t-c-u 
uh, take a look at all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The tier started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.